Good afternoon. I'm Dr. Terry James Gingrass, and this is Dr. G's ADHD Chat, a show designed to make the world safe for ADHDers. I tell you this every week, but for those of you who are new, I am a clinical psychologist and neuropsychologist. I've been a psychologist for over 40 years now, and um, still in uh, small private practice. I've kind of cut that back since uh, I don't have the energy I used to have. And I'm also the parent of at least one, if not two, ADHD children. And I married into an ADHD family. Uh, and I've been doing work with ADHD folks in all persuasions of parents, kids, adults with ADHD. Uh, I am a coach, a licensed, uh, <laughs> licensed and certified, uh, actually it's certified, not licensed, certified high performance coach. Uh, and I work with uh, executives with ADHD and entrepreneurs with ADHD, which is probably my favorite little niche. Anyway, and so I've been, I am just surrounded by ADHD all the time. And there's some things I really like about it. I find ADHDers to be creative, humorous, pretty bright people in general, and uh, they're kind of fun to work with. So that's what I do. <laughs> and um, one of the things, you know, and I try not to, like I said, I am a neuropsychologist. That means I work, work a lot with brains. Um, and ADHD is a neurologic condition. It's not a behavior problem. So every, anything that asks you to treat your child as if it's a behavior problem is misguided. You don't want to do that. You, uh, your child is doing the best he or she can, and it's a... Well, it's, it's at least inefficient, if not downright cruel, to try to treat them as if they're doing this stuff on purpose. Because they're not. It's the best they can do. And one of the big things that a lot of people don't understand with ADHDers is that they have really poor working memory. Now, working memory is, I call it etch-a-sketch memory. It's... You know, you don't plan on remembering it forever. You just need to remember it until you get the job done. Uh, example, you ask your ADHD child to clean up his or her room. Uh, you know, make the bed, pick up the clothes, put them in the laundry, uh, and clean up your desk. Get everything organized in nice, neat stacks. And you go up there and maybe the bed is made and he's just or she's just sitting there waiting for you not sh and they're surprised that you get angry and it's not that they didn't want to do what you said it's that they didn't remember they lost it it's and this in in marriages with where one partner is has ADHD 
frequently the other partner feels like, well, he just never listens to me, or she just doesn't listen. Doesn't matter what I say, she's not, you know. It's not that way. It's not that they're not paying attention as best they can, and it's not that they don't care about you as a person. It's that their brain doesn't let them hold on to these little snippets of things uh, that make certainly home life go smoother, you know? Hey, while you're upstairs, would you, you know, goes upstairs, comes back down, hasn't done, <laughs> got what you asked for. Uh, and that happens all the time. That's, um, but it's working memory. It's not that he's a selfish pig and doesn't love you. It's that his working memory is so off the charts low, on the low end of the scale, that he literally can't retain it that long. Okay, now you think about if, if you do not have ADHD, the number of times a day when somebody just tells you something and, you know, just some little short task, chore, request, and, you know, you do it and you don't even think about it. Remember, well, what would you think about it at work like if you had coworkers who were asking you for stuff and you kept forgetting to do it? That would not be popular for very long. That would, you know, that would be a, a, a real problem, a real issue. People would think you were either lazy or not very bright uh, or you didn't like them very much. You know, it's, that's the way it kind of goes. Well, as I said, I'm a neuropsychologist and I used to do a fair amount of what's called cognitive uh, re retraining or cognitive rehabilitation. It's just where we gave people Oh, usually it was computerized. It's sort of like playing video games to get your brain working better. And um, it's actually effect effective. The uh, problem we have is that insurance is a little bit cherry about paying for it. But, so I know something about cognitive rehabilitation, which is trying to get somebody's cognitive abilities up to snuff. Now, the... Tricky thing about ADHD is it doesn't always respond like a it doesn't respond like a brain injury frequently. Okay, let's just put it that way. But one of the things that you want to start as soon as you can with your child is getting them into routines, or so that they are become habits very rapidly. Okay, a habit in you know how do you tie your shoes? You don't even think about it. You know you just do it. Do you put the left side over the right or the right side over the left? Don't even think about it, okay? So it's not really using your working memory, okay? It's just down at the deeper levels of memory where you're just, you do it without even thinking about it. And that will save you so much if you can get the bedtime routine and the morning routine down to a habit, okay? And uh, there's a, you know, there are some things that can help you um, because when you're training this in, one of the other things you have to worry about is ADHD or executive functions, which is uh, the higher levels of, of brain function uh, that have to do with learning new information and that sort of thing. It's not, not real great. And so what you, I've been saying for years now, 
you want to externalize the executive functions, which means you put them out like in a, for a morning routine. You have a chart somewhere, in the bedroom, in the bathroom, somewhere, where they see it all the time, and they have to do something when they finish a task. Brush your teeth, Oop, move the little marker over. Uh, you know, wash your hands, move the, you know. And like there's a product called Easy Daisies, uh, that uh, actually a person I, I know slightly um, makes, um, and uh, it's it's really good for that. But it's you know it's basically a bright colored uh, thing, you ha metallic thing you hang on the wall, and uh, it's got different tasks. And uh, when they complete the task, they move the little X from from not done to done, um, and it's right there. I mean, it's they can see this. This is the whole routine. This is what I've got to do. And you get them doing that. Well, there's no set number. You just have them keep using it until they don't need it anymore. And they'll probably let you know very readily when they don't need it anymore. But that's how you train in the habit that you want to want them to. That probably they'll follow for the rest of their lives. I don't think my bedtime routine has changed much since I was a little boy. And I don't think my morning routine, come to think of it, has changed much. Uh, I drink more coffee now than back then, but that's about it. Um, you know, and so, and, and I don't, you know, I know I don't ever, I don't have to think about it. And I know I get slightly uncomfortable if I start to skip a step, but that's, I don't, it's not a conscious memory, and that's that's what you're aiming for. That gets you around the working memory stuff. Okay, I hope that was clear. Um, you know, I've been studying this stuff for a long time, so it comes pretty easy to me. But uh, as an ADHD parent, you've got to know a little bit of your neurology, okay? You can't really work with your child effectively if you don't, and it's going to be harder that way um, you know the, the tendency is to punish ADHD kids too much you know I think I think I said I've said over and over again in this program that uh, the average ADHD gets about 70 critical comments a day man I don't know if I'd leave my bedroom if I had that to look forward to every day but that's exactly the wrong approach you're Getting them, it's, it's wrong for two reasons. You're treating their problems as if they were conscious, behavioral decisions. I'm not going to do that. No, they can't make me, that kind of stuff. What you're dealing with is a neurologic condition with all sorts of dopamine and you know neurotransmitters affected by it. So they're not really trying to make you angry or to disobey you. They're trying to do the best they can, but they have troubles with that. Okay? And it's not that they're retarded or any of that stuff. Uh, it's just that uh, there's kind of a disconnect between parts of the brain, the frontal lobe area, which is where the executive functioning is, and that's literally frontal versus like uh, temporal lobe where... where memory, long-term memory and such stays. So you, um, 
you want to treat them as a, treat their problems, their difficulties as a neurologic condition. And one of the ways around that is to work with this habit acquisition thing and, and get them so they've got some routines and that that saves your life and it also helps, makes life easier for them. Okay, uh, I'm Dr. Terry James Gingrass. This has been Dr. G's ADHD Chat, a show trying to make the world safe for ADHDers. We need some of those people. They think outside the box and we need that. Lord knows the folks who think inside the box. Oh, well, let's just say the outcome could have been better. <laughs> we have we have some serious issues, and um, well, enough of that before I get myself into trouble. But you have to, you know, you have to use what you know about ADHD to get an, a better result, okay? And this is one way you can do it. Okay, uh, okay. my website is terrygingrassphd.com. Uh, I am in the process of upgrading it, but I am a um, certified uh, high-performance coach which is the only program that is research-based and I um, that's why I chose it and uh, I work primarily with ADHD executives and um, entrepreneurs and I'll let you go now but if you you know to give my uh, website a look and um, there you can sign up for my list on there and uh, I can start sending you some interesting things. And, uh, you know, I'm in the process of changing a bunch of things that we do uh, now that I've got more time since I've largely closed down my private practice. I still have some people I see, but it's not like I was before when I was going great guns all the time. I might live longer that way. Okay, I'll catch you next time. Keep doing that.